and I apologize if I keep sniffling. I want to see what it was like for when Greg has to speak and actually get sick. So I can sympathize with him now. Luke chapter 1, and I'm not going to take a lot of time here. Nobody ever wants to speak on this Sunday and follow the kids. Um, So in this story here, um, when Zacharias finally uh, assures him that, yes, his name is to be John, that is John the Baptist that we're all familiar with, he actually is able to speak again. He's able to speak. And he actually um, is filled with the Holy Spirit, it says in verse 67. And uh, this is what he says beginning in verse uh, 68. He prophesies. He says, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness. Before him all the days of our life. And you, child, speaking of his son here, John the Baptist, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. And then here, referring to the Lord Jesus, through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way. Of peace, And the Lord will bless the reading of his word this morning. Let's just uh, pray. Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you this morning again um, that you have visited us. We're thankful um, that God was manifested in the flesh. Um, we're thankful that you appeared uh, to put away sin. And uh, we're just so grateful for your son, um, uh, dear father, that was willing to do that. Uh, to come here uh, to take the nature of a bond servant, to empty himself, to humble himself, uh, become a man, uh, even die on a cross. And so our prayer this morning is that we may uh, see the beauty of your son uh, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And so um, for me, I'm going to kind of tell you a little journey that I've been on. 
on August 24th, uh, my wife and I, we were blessed to have our eighth child. Our eighth child. And so any of you that have had children uh, before, you know one of the, the fun things about having a baby is everybody wants to come visit you. Hey, it's a lot of fun. You're in the hospital there, and, and uh, some of your friends may actually call and say, hey, listen, what do you want? You know, you want a steak and cheese, you want a Mountain Dew, you want a, a milkshake, we'll bring it, we'll come visit you, and, we'll, and, uh, and so that's a lot of fun. Then when you get home, right, there are those who bring you meals, and they come and visit, and they want to hold the baby, <clears throat> and things like that. And so, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but I was thinking about this too, is that um, this time of year, right, this time of year, we just finished Thanksgiving, right, and we have Christmas coming up here, is how many of you actually are going to go visit someone? Raise your hand. How many of you are actually going to visit someone this season, right? Or better yet, who, how many of you are going to have people who are going to come visit you, right? It seems like it's this time of year where there's a lot of visitation that goes on. Uh, and there's something about visiting. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just that uh, the Lord um, kind of prompted my heart to look at this idea of what does it mean to visit? To visit. Um, in, the, in the Greek here, the word visit, um, actually the base uh, of this word uh, means to inspect. Uh, by implication, it actually means to select. Uh, by extension, though, this Greek word actually means to go to see, or it actually means to go to relieve. Uh, it could also mean to, to look out or uh, to visit. To visit. And we get this word visit that's translated a lot in your Bibles um, here. And so I was certainly thinking about, you know, um, that we had just had Selah and, and, and people were visiting us, which was nice. I just had surgery recently on my knee, and that was nice too. People would pop in and visit you. Um, and and th- those are meaningful too. And, but I thought, you know, we just saw here in this play is that even in this Christmas story, right, uh, you have shepherds who visited the Christ child. Now I wonder how uh, blessed Mary and Joseph were by that. You know, that here they are. Not in a uh, um, a place that you would expect to have a child, right? And so they have this child, and and here come shepherds, shepherds to visit you. That must have been a pleasant surprise for them to have shepherds come and visit them. Um, but not only that, we know that uh, some years later, right, that that these very important men, these wise men, these magi, would come and visit them, and and, and bring gifts uh, to their son. And so all these things were, were going through my mind uh, as I was thinking about this. And certainly when we read Zacharias' prophecy, there were two verses there that stood out to me. One in verse 68 where it says, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And then later on in verse 78, it says, Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. So I thought, I asked myself, you know, why did God visit earth? <laughs> right? We know why the shepherds visited uh, Christ. The angels came and told them, hey, listen, here's where the child is to be born. And from what they had heard, they were so excited, they wanted to go visit. And we know why people came and visited me. It was maybe one, because the, to see the new baby, right? Or to see how I was doing. Um, but why did God visit earth? Why did he visit earth? Well, I just have uh, three reasons why, and certainly there's a lot more, uh, but these are just the things that I've been thinking of this season. Is uh, One, God visited earth uh, because he wanted to be with you. 
God, the eternal God, the self-existent one, the creator of heaven and earth, he wanted to be with you. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, there's a prophecy and it says, The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you shall call his name God with us. You see, God comes to us when Christ comes to us. And his coming, I hope this year for you, is a wondrous, blessed nearness. A nearness to each and every one of us. I want you this year to consider that God, God wanted to be with you. Not just us, not just this world, but I want you to consider the fact that God wanted to be with you. He wanted to be with you. You know, from the very beginning, uh, you recall Adam and Eve. Um, there was a very special presence that they got to experience with God. Right? They would actually walk with God in the coolness of the day. And there was a, quite a nearness there, wasn't there? They could actually see God and talk with God. And, and then something happened, right? Um, Adam and Eve, they decided to trust the devil instead of God. And sin came into the world. And it says that they actually hid themselves from God uh, for fear of Him. And, and, and that nearness was broken. It was broken. In fact, they had to leave the garden. Um, and pretty much this entire Bible here is God trying to restore that nearness again. You see, sin separates us from God. Adam and Eve had sinned, and guess what? You and I have sinned as well. And, and because of that, uh, that nearness that Adam and Eve got to experience so long ago, it was broken. It was broken. And there was this idea where um, they couldn't experience that same presence uh, that they had before. And so, throughout this Bible... Um, we see God taking uh, steps to restore uh, that nearness again. And, and, and one of the things that, again, that we're looking at this morning is here is that God knew that when the fullness of time would come, there would come a point where God would visit mankind. That God would visit earth. And it would be in the, in the form of His Son, the Lord Jesus. But ultimately it's because God desired to be with you and with me. You see, um, Paul actually describes it this way too. He says that uh, for you and I, right, we were actually uh, aliens of the commonwealth of Israel. We were actually strangers uh, to the covenant of promise. Uh, We were without Christ in this world. In fact, he says not only that, but you were without hope and you were without God. He sums it up this way. He says you were afar off. You're far, far off. And yet, um, God visited man. And the Lord Jesus came to this earth. And the Lord Jesus came here to do one thing, and that was to go to a cross. Right? And, to, and to shed his blood on that cross. And Paul, though, although he says, you know, he sums it up by saying that we were afar off, he says this. He says, but those who were afar off, 
can now be brought near again by the blood of Christ. I want you just to consider again this season all that God did so that he could be with you. Um, the, my senior year of college, um, right before graduation, I fell in love with a girl named Amy LaCroix. And uh, it was funny. We lived 45 minutes from each other. She grew up here in Brantford. I was in Groton. But it took us to go to Pennsylvania to meet each other. And uh, we graduated. I had plans that summer. But upon meeting this girl, Amy, I had changed my plans. And every day, every day in the summer of 98, I would drive down to here, Brantford. In fact, I remember one day, I got my car and I drove down here 45 minutes knowing that I would only see her for one minute. Do you know why? Because I wanted to be with her. Even if it was just for one minute, that was worth it for me. I couldn't help but think it's the same thing with God, right? God wanted to be with me. And he was willing actually to let his son go send his son down here to this planet, to this earth, knowing that his son would have to empty himself, that he would actually have to take the nature of a bondservant, that he would have to become a man, and that he would have ultimately go to a cross and he would die just so that God could be with me. Zechariah says, there in verse 68, he says, For he has visited and redeemed his people. That's why God visited us. Because he wanted to buy us back. He didn't like that, that that relationship was broken. That there was a distance now. That we were far off. And so God visited and redeemed us. Through the blood of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But not only that, God visited earth not because He wanted to be with you, but because He loved you. I want you to, again, I know we say these things and they sound so cliche, but do you know that God cares for you? In Matthew, we read, uh, the Lord Jesus is talking about a time where the Son of Man will sit there and, and there'll be those he will say, listen, come and enjoy um, all that the Father has prepared for you. And he, and he talks about that um, when you saw someone naked, you clothed them. And when someone was sick, you visited them. And when someone was in prison, you came to them. And some of these self-righteous people were like, Lord, when, when did we ever see you sick? Right? When did we ever see you in prison? And Lord Jesus was saying that all those times that you went and you visited someone who was sick and you, and you went to those who were in prison. You did it as unto me. And the reason I share that is because I think that the Lord is saying that, that those who are sick, those who are prisoners, they need a visitor. <laughs> they need someone to visit them. We ourselves, right? We were sick with sin. We ourselves, we were prisoners. Right? We were bound with sin. 
We were held captive by the power of sin. And God visited earth to set you free from that. I remember uh, Larry Price, who some of you remember. Larry's been here and he's spoken here uh, several different occasions. And Larry was someone who was convicted of a crime, went to prison. And God visited Larry in prison. But one of the things he remembers distinctly before he even got saved, but there was an elderly couple who came to that prison one day, and they met with Larry. Here's this 20-year-old man, a hard man, a man without Christ, without God, no hope in this world, and he, they visited Larry. So Larry had nothing else to do, and so he, he sat with them, and he says, I'll never forget what they said. He says, they said, listen, Larry... We love you. And the Lord Jesus loved you too. He said he went back to his cell that night and he says, don't even know who I am. How could they love me? One of the things that um, the Lord has just shown me uh, this year when it comes to visitation is what is infinitely more meaningful When someone comes and visits you, is not how you feel about the person, and it's not necessarily how you feel about yourself. What's infinitely more meaningful is what that person feels about you. I remember I was in college, and uh, Amy and I, um, we were uh, attending an assembly there, and there was an elderly couple there named Mr. and Mrs. Wiley. And I don't know if uh, some of you uh, know what I kind of used to be like was uh, if James uh, cut his knee and it bled, I felt like I was going to pass out. Um, I never liked blood or uh, anything like that, and I certainly did not like hospitals. Um, Never gone to the hospital for any reason whatsoever. And uh, Mrs. Wiley, who was a dear sister, she loved Amy and I and some of us college kids uh, who had attended that assembly. Uh, She got sick. I still remember uh, Amy coming up with some great idea that, hey, why don't we go visit Mrs. Wiley? I was thinking, are you out of your mind? I had never done anything like that before. Uh, I certainly had no desire to do that. But the reason why I did, because I love Ms. Wiley. I still remember, uh, just got finished with uh, Rachel Harsey's wedding. Beautiful wedding. And uh, that night we got home. And uh, I didn't feel too good. Uh, Sunday came around, things were getting worse, I was pretty sick. Come Monday, I brought myself to the doctors, and uh, they sent me to the emergency room. They said, listen, we don't know what's going on here, but your white blood count is pretty high. And uh, I said, okay. And so I went to the, the clinic there in Guilford, wherever it is, and they did a bunch of tests, and eventually they did a CAT scan. And they said, listen, the good news, it's not your appendix, or like that. I said, oh, good. They said, but we're sending you to the hospital. I said, for what? They said, you have colitis. 
oh man, that's, that's not good, right? And so they, they took me by ambulance from there to Yale New Haven Hospital. So we, we get to Yale New Haven Hospital, and I'm sure it's, it's an area where nobody's ever seen before, because right? it's, it's only where the, uh, they're bringing people in by ambulance, but we, we come into the doors there. We're in like this hallway, and these two paramedics are wheeling me on this stretcher, and they're bringing me in, and some lady there, she's yelling at everybody, you know, who's that over there? Who do you got? And she's, you know, seems like she's kind of in charge of what's going on there, and she keeps saying, who is that right there? And they're like, well, listen, we know what we're doing. We're bringing him to. And she goes, I need to know who that is. And she, he goes, uh, and they're looking, they're like, this is John Clifford. She goes, I have someone here for him. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're in this crazy hallway. Here comes Xavier. <laughs> he had visited me. I don't know how he got that woman to, to make us wait, but we were not going to my room until Xavier came by my stretcher and prayed for me. Listen, uh, I'm sure that's not what Xavier wanted to do that day. Um, I know I didn't want to visit Mrs. Wiley. No, it wasn't easy for God to visit earth. But there was something that motivated him. And that was his love for mankind. His love for you and me. I think the psalmist understood that, right? The psalmist, he says, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that thou dost visit him. Who are we? Who are we that God would think on us and that God would visit us. So why did God visit us? I think God wanted to be with us. Certainly God loved us and cares for us. But another reason I think He visited us too is that He wanted us to bear His name. It's interesting, there's a story here in Acts, uh, in Acts chapter 15, where uh, Paul and Barnabas, they're doing a work amongst the Gentiles, and in case you weren't aware of that, that's you and I, and uh, a dispute gets among, amongst the people there, and they say, hey, listen, these Gentiles, they've got to be circumcised, they've got to follow this and that, and there's a dispute, and so they say, well, listen, why don't we send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, and there, let them get together with the apostles and the elders there, and we can figure this out. <coughs> And so they had this discussion amongst the apostles and the elders uh, there. Um, Peter, you know, stands up and, and tells them, hey, listen, uh, pretty much uh, God has revealed himself not only just to us, but to the Gentiles as well. Right. They have the spirit of God in them just like we do. Right. And then James intercedes here. James stands up and he says something very interesting. He says this. He says, Simon, who was Peter there, has declared how God at first visited the Gentiles, to take out of them a people for his name. You recall um, that Abraham, right? Um, the patriarch of uh, the Jews, of Israel, right? He himself was what? He was a Gentile. 
He was a Gentile. And God had taken him. Alright? He had taken all of his descendants out from Gentiles in a sense that they had ceased to be Gentiles and had thereby become Israel. They had become a special nation, a people for the Lord's own possession. Right? Now, James was saying that God was making the first move in the process of taking people for his name from the Gentiles. Now listen, not that they would have to become Jews, right? But that they would bear the Lord's name, just like Israel did, while still remaining Gentiles. Yeah, I've just been thankful this season that, that God visited me so that I could bear his name. That he took me where I was and made me his own special possession. That he made me one of God's children. One of God's people. One of the things that's interesting in this context too, and uh, Zacharias' prophecy here is that He says, the day spring from on high has visited us. That's a cool word. Um, The day spring from on high. Uh, It's very similar to the word we see that's prophesied in the Old Testament for branch. Right? And you might think, how are those two similar? But they both rise out of something. Right? Uh, In fact, some of your Bibles might even say the day spring is like the sunrise. Or the rising sun. And I thought, man, how appropriate is that? That when God visited earth, he was like the dawn. He was like the rising sun. Um, my dad and James and I, we have uh, done many a hunting and fishing. And many times we get out there before the sun comes up. That's the best time to go. And unfortunately, we go uh, during these times of years where it's extremely cold. <laughs> and you're wondering, what are we doing out here? Um, you can't feel your toes, your fingers. Um, but I wish I could, you could experience it, but I can only try to describe it is that when that sun starts to come up, you can't understand how the sun's rays warm you. Now, you could be absolutely freezing out there, and it's so dark, right? But as soon as that first dawn comes up, man, there's light. There's warmth. We know um, that this world was in darkness. (laughs) Still is. But there was a time where God visited earth, right? And he brought light. He brought warmth. And I was just thinking this morning, I I don't know who's here. Um, Could be even someone uh, who was visiting us. Uh, this morning, or someone who's been here for some time. Um, But maybe uh, perhaps doubts in your own life, perhaps hardships, um, whatever it is in your own life is actually grown into a seed of unbelief um, in your own lives. Uh, And your heart perhaps has grown cold uh, to spiritual things, to things of God. Again, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that this year, as you consider why God came to this earth, that he wanted to be with you. 
that he loves you more than anyone else could ever love you. That he wants you to, to bear his name. That perhaps um, that day spring from on a high might, might start to warm your heart. That you might be able to take those, those seeds of doubt or, or unbelief, whatever it is, and you may bring them to the one who loves you. Bring them to Jesus. I just hope that the rising sun um, would be able to warm your heart this morning. And just lastly, I just I ask myself again, not only why did God visit the earth, but what should my response be? All right, what should my response be the fact, for the fact that God visited me? Um, I think ultimately uh, our response should be to glorify God. There's a story, and some of you are familiar with it, where uh, God, it seems like uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, the only time he visited this place, it's a city called Nain, or Nain. Uh, and as he's visiting, the, visiting that city, there are people who are coming out, and uh, uh, it's a widow whose son has died, and they're carrying his coffin out. And, uh, and Jesus actually comes up, he touches the coffin, and he actually raises her son from the dead. He raises her son from the dead. Their response is what struck me, and also what they said. Um, it says, Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, God has visited his people. <laughs> For those of us who know the reality, right, the truth that God has visited his people, our really our only true response would be to glorify God. Here it says that the fear came upon them. It's actually as they did, fear grasped every, each, each and every one of them. And that they glorified God, saying God has visited his people. Certainly may this season be a time where you can glorify God for having visited us. But not only that, I think another proper response would be to visit others. You know, we talk a lot about hospitality and we talk about sharing our lives and our homes and our possessions and things like that. Uh, but there is something to be said about visiting. Like I said, it actually means to go to relieve or to go and to see or to look upon. Um, you know, there's a lot of verses to talk about. One of the reasons why uh, I started studying this and looking at this was because we were studying James. Right? James says, pure and undefiled religion is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction. To visit. We already talked about the one in Matthew, where we are to visit those who are sick, to go to those who are in prison. Um, but even Paul and Barnabas, in Acts chapter 15, they say this, they say, let us go visit our brethren and see how they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's good just to see how they're doing, Right? Do you think there are those even amongst our assembly this morning who could use a visit? Again, I'm not saying this to shame anyone. I just want us to maybe, sometimes I need reminders, right? As when's the last time someone here has visited Sharon Buell? 
She would love nothing more than to be here. But she can't. But you can go to her. When's the last time someone here visited Dave McLean? I know it sounds crazy, but listening to Greg again this morning talk about Megan. I don't know what people's schedules are like. I don't know what this season has for you in your busyness. But man, how cool would that be to go visit her in Boston? And it just doesn't have to be those who are in need. Listen, God visited us. (laughs) Nothing was a bigger sacrifice than that. There was nothing easier, uh, nothing more difficult, I should say, uh, than for God to have to visit mankind. Nothing more humbling. So certainly... Hopefully, uh, that may motivate us, right? To visit those who may need a visit. Certainly, there's great opportunity for those who are unsaved. So many people that could use just a visit this season. But again, I just want us today, this morning, to, again, just to consider (laughs) just the wonder of it. Just the wonder, the blessedness that God wanted to be near us. That God wanted to be with us. That God cares about us. That he loves us. Um, And that certainly our response this morning should be to glorify him for it. Let's glorify God together this season as we consider um, that God visited us. Let's pray. God, our Father, um, we will never fully understand um, what it costs for you to visit us. But we're so grateful that you did. We're so grateful um, that you made it possible for us to draw near to you. Lord, I just pray this season that anyone that has never put their trust in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, have never experienced the the presence of God, are still separated because of their sin from Him, that this would be the season that they, uh, through faith, would draw near to You. Father, thank You for making it possible through Your Son who shed blood on the cross. We thank You so much in Jesus' name. Amen.